this is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. So the month of May was Mental Health Awareness Month, but from perhaps the people we know and the stories that we see and hear on the news each and every day, it's probably fair to say that every month in a calendar year could be Mental Health Awareness Month because there quite honestly are many people who could benefit from services that are offered. Our guests today are from the Fulton County Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities and two clients who have received services. Jennifer Haynes Pruitt represents the Department of Behavioral Health Services and Developmental Disabilities out at a place called River Edge. Uh, Ms. Jackie has received services at the South Fulton Service Center. And then Tanya Woods, who is best friends with uh, Ms. Uh, Jackie. And we're going to let them tell their story. But but first, I want to start with you, Jennifer. Jennifer Haynes Pruitt, thanks for being with us today, first of all. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So talk to us about um, the need in this community and the services that the county is able to provide. Well, the need for behavioral health um, services is great. And um, fortunately, uh, Fulton County is really stepping up and and providing the services uh, to the uh, residents of the community. We have um, the ability to provide uh, psychiatric services, individual counseling, group treatment, and case management, which is a really special service that goes into people's homes and delivers um, resource linkage and community engagement directly where a person lives. So those are some of the services that are available um, to residents in Fulton County, and we're really excited to be able to provide them. And are these services provided at no cost to the, the individual? They are provided regardless of an individual's ability to pay, yes, ma'am. How do people hear about you? I, obviously, we're giving you an opportunity today, but beyond that, referrals or what? Referrals, um, a lot of referrals come from hospitals uh, and, and jails or court systems. Um, word of mouth referrals, um, social media advertising, um, really, really mostly just talking about it. People talking about, I have this problem and um, here's where I can get help and sharing, sharing the word. How pervasive a problem do you see this as being in this community? The need for people to take advantages of the services that Fulton County provides? Well, here's the thing. Mental health and substance use disorders, um, they affect people regardless of your race, your age, your socioeconomic status. So really, it's a problem that is widespread. Um, specific to Fulton County, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of work that we could do with the indigent population in the homeless communities. Um, but it's not just related, just specific to Fulton County. This is, this is a national issue. Has it reached crisis stage, you think? Um, I think that, I think that for a long time, yes. But I think now we're sort of spinning around and we're, we kind of turned the ship and we're on the other side of it. We're talking more about mental health issues. We're normalizing it. We're, we're talking about services. We're getting the word out there. So I think that it's starting to become more of a normal, and I use air quotes, mm -hmm. um, experience. Um, we certainly still have a lot of work to do, 
but um, I do think that we're heading in the right direction. Ms. Tanya, you agreed to come in and to share your story, and you brought your best friend with you. Uh, tell us about your experience with the mental health services that are available here in Fulton County. Well, thank you again for having us here, and this is um, extremely important to us. Uh, I've seen my best friend fight this for years and years, and it was only by chance of me walking in to the tag office to get my tag for a car that I found River's Edge. I walked in, this is without my best friend, but the day before, we discussed it and we knew that next day at 12 o'clock we were gonna find something. The next day at 12 o'clock, I walked into River's Edge and it has changed our life. It gave my best friend her life back. Miss Jackie. Yes. Tell me about your friend and what she did for you. Uh, well, just to give a little bit of history, um, I've been struggling with depression uh, consistently, I would say since 2012 when my mother passed. Uh, I'd get um, a little bit of help here and there, or I'd, um, you know, talk to my primary care provider and uh, they'd give me a little something to try to help me, but uh, it never really went away or just totally got better. Uh, and it just seemed to where uh, not only did the depression seem to get worse, I started having other symptoms such as anxiety and, um, you know, wanting to stay uh, to myself and closing off and not wanting to, you know, be the outgoing person that I generally am. So, you know, one thing that made me decide to want to do this is because, you know, I'm that person whose family, you know, didn't believe in, you know, going to mental health or getting any services or didn't, you know, want that stigma to be associated with the family. So even if I knew there was a problem, I wasn't, you know, just predisposed to say, hey, I'm going to go get help because that's not the way I was brought up. That's not the way I was raised. So, uh you know, when my best friend, you know, told me, you know, hey, you know, you're not the person that I met. You're not my best friend. That let me know then that I had changed enough to where, you know, the person who knew me the best is saying, hey, something's wrong. You know, you're not that person and we need to figure out what to do. So even when she came back and told me, I found somewhere that you can go, they can see you today, you know, my first questions were, well, you know, where is it? What's it going to be? What's it going to be like? Because, you know, I still in my, my mind had the thought, you know, I don't want to be attached or associated with mental health. I don't want this in my records. I don't want, you know, to seem like, you know, I'm, I can't get it together. You know, it's like I'm a grown woman. I've raised a child. I took care of my mom. I took care of my family. You know, I'm used to doing all these things and having time left over. And now I can't even manage to make it through a whole day, you know, without being, you know, off kilter or unfocused or just not able to even, um, you know, make it through the day and do everything I need to do. So I had to just break down and say, well, I'm going to give it a try. So even, you know, when I first went, everything, everyone there uh, was very um, welcoming and very kind. Uh, I wasn't intimidated by anything. Um, I spoke to someone who actually, you know, did an intake interview. Um, and then, you know, within two days, I had an appointment to see a doctor. 
Now, having come from, you know, getting services in other places, I'd waited months to see a doctor. So the fact that they were fast and getting everything, you know, started for me really fast, it gave me a little bit of hope. Uh, then uh, they suggested uh, the group therapy. And the first thing I thought is, you know, I've been to see therapists before, and I really don't think that group therapy is going to do anything for me. I just don't even see how this would work. But I want you to know that the first day that I went, um, I'm sitting in a room with seven or eight different other people, and um, the facilitator had them to introduce themselves to me. So these people who don't even know me are willing to tell me who they are and what they are struggling with and why they're there to get help. And that immediately put me um, in a different place uh, because, you know, I realized that we're all here for the same thing. The diagnoses may be different, but we all have a problem that is keeping us from being able to uh, live our lives the way that we would normally live them or that we would hope to be able to live them. So um, every day when I go, I learn a piece of information or get a tidbit that helps me to go back and, you know, in my real life, in reality, be able to change some things. You know, I'm learning coping mechanisms, uh, the difference between good ones and bad ones, um, uh, how to, you know, how to catch myself before I'm all the way down the road. Uh, you know, whereas before I'd be in it and on the way back before I even noticed that I was in it. So uh, I've just learned so many um, good pieces of information. Um, I enjoy even just, you know, being there with them, being with the other people. It just helps you see that you're not struggling in it alone. How so, long has this been that you've been getting <laughs> services? Uh, well, um, right now I've been getting services uh, through Fulton County about two months. Okay. So if I would say I was about a one and a half when I went there, you know, hey, I'm upwards towards seven, and I have all, you know, confidence that I'm going to get to ten. Tanya, you've got a big smile on your face. You look like you're telling us you're, you see your friend again. I do. <coughs> I've known her for 16 years. So to know the lady who was going to school full-time, working full-time, taking care of her mother full-time, taking care of her child full-time. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I see the tears. Those are tears of joy. They are. You were worried about her, weren't you? Extremely worried about her. I um, so We've been talking about it for years, years, because you're not the person I knew. How was she different? Um, very withdrawn. I am... Uh, I'm a big personality. All of my girlfriends are big personalities. So anytime my friend is not a big personality, I first have to look and see what's going on. Let's talk about it because that's the first step. Let's discuss it because you have to admit that there's a problem before you're able to do something about the problem. It took us three, four years to finally, finally get to it. And we have had battles, ups and downs to discuss this, to discuss that. This is what happened. This is why it happened. This is my best friend. I want the best life for her. I want what God meant for her to have. So let's do what we have to do every day, every day before you put your foot on the ground. Know what you want. Know what you want, and let's go get it. 
but you knew that you personally, even though you love her and support her as your friend, you your best friend, that you did not have the tools or the resources that were going to get her over the hump no. and back to herself. So for you, would you say it was a godsend when you were at the, you, you know, going to get your tag and you saw, oh, I can, this is the sign that we've been looking for. I stood at the window when I spoke to the ladies there at River's Edge, and I just could not. I believe, Jenny, you were standing there, and I cried at least for an entire minute because the day before, we just decided that at 12 o'clock that day, and at 12 o'clock I was standing at River's Edge, and they told me that they could give her services not tomorrow, not next week, but right now, I live five minutes from River's Edge. I said, give me five minutes. I went home, got Jackie. My limit for my friends, five questions a day. Mm-hmm. You can have five questions, you get them out. But when those questions are over, that's it. We're going back to River's Edge. You got five questions. You got five minutes to get those five questions out because we're walking in. And that's what we did. She took her five questions on that five-minute ride, and we walked in, and her life has been different since. And one thing I would definitely want want friends and loved ones to know about people who are experiencing different types of uh, problems, whether it be, you know, with mental illness or, you know, drugs, don't give up. Don't stop talking about it. It took her three years of talking to me before I even decided that I could go and see a one-on-one counselor. And, you know, by the time she told me about, you know, Fulton County, I was at the point to where I was about ready to give up. You know, it's like, I've tried a little of this, I've tried a little of that, I don't know what else to do. What do you mean by give up? I mean, just give up and just not keep seeking help, just to let whatever be be and just determine that this is the way my life is and how it's going to be and that even though it's changed, maybe it won't ever be the same. And now, yeah, maybe it might not be the same, but I do have hope that it'll be not the same but even better. Uh, And, you know, don't ever disregard how much, um, you know, like some therapy can really help. You we sometimes we do things that you know you think your kid would be doing in third grade, but it touches that inner child and it deals uh, with some of that childhood pain or hurt that may be buried in there. So everything that I've done has shown me a part of myself that either I didn't know existed or that I have forgotten. So it's almost like through this whole experience, I am relearning myself and making you know Jackie two point oh. You sound very bright and very hopeful. I definitely am because I can see the difference. You know, I don't, you know, get up in the morning wondering, you know, am I going to be able to leave the house today? You know, is my panic going to be so bad today that I can't get on the train? So I don't have those same worries. And I can, you know, focus on other things rather than just the bad things. And, you know, just even with being positive, you know, uh, being grateful, having gratitude for the small things. You know, I can say, oh, well, goodness, you know, my leg hurts today. Uh, You know, well, I'll take that pain, says the man with no leg. So you have to learn to see the goodness in every day, even if there is a problem. 
But, you know, I am thankful for my best friend. I am grateful for her. I do realize that, you know, without her, my situation could and would uh, be a totally different situation. Um, You know, after my mother died, I don't have a whole lot of close family that live around. And there would have been no one uh, who would be watching me closely enough or know me well enough to say, hey, you need to go get some help. And who's to say, you know, what could have happened you know, has she not been there? So I'm forever grateful. And if me telling my story will help someone else, uh, whether they be the friend or the person that needs the help, um, want to reach out and get some help, you know, then, you know, you know, by all means, I'll share it. How did you get past the perceived stigma that you described earlier about uh, our family or black people don't get mental health counseling. We don't get help. We don't need help. Well, um, you know, I've always, you know, my mother would always say, you just need Jesus. You go to church, you know, pray it out and you'll work it out. Well, what happens when you go to church, you pray it out, you work it out and it's still not worked out? So it's like, okay, well, mama, I did everything you said to do and it still has not fixed me. So what else is out there? So then I had to look at, well, you know, God gives people knowledge, and that knowledge uh, is knowledge of what medications might be able to help, um, knowledge of uh, what type of therapies might be that be out there that can help people fix whatever's broken. So I just had to step out of what I was raised with and decide that I wanted better for myself. So until I had tried it, you know, I can't knock it until I try it. So once I tried it and saw that, wow, uh, it really does work. You know, there was nothing else from that point that I could even deem as negative. How are you treating your depression? Obviously, you've talked about being involved in in group talk therapy. Are you treating it with medication as well? Uh, Yes, I actually also treat it with medication. Um, I have some other uh, medical conditions that contribute to uh, my hormone levels not being where they need to be. So that, in addition with, you know, the depression, you know, kind of put me in a place to where um, I was not living. I was just existing. So... Um, since I've gotten the medicines that are putting back those things that my body doesn't seem to want to make on their own anymore, it's like I I wake up and I'm like, okay, what are we going to conquer today? So it's just a matter of having a whole different perspective about it. And, you know, I will, and anytime someone new comes into um, our therapy group, I, I'm the first one to say, you know, hey, I haven't been here that long, but let me tell you, if you open yourself up to this, you'll be surprised what you can really get from it. Was it hard for you to open up? Or was it easier when you sat down that first day and there was that transparency with everyone else in the room? That's what opened up everything for me. I didn't feel like I was here to, you know, lay all of my dirty laundry out on the table for everybody else to look at. Everybody else was willing to let me know, you know, what their struggles were first. So uh, if they could tell me, I could tell them. And it gave me a sense of comfort. And then even like within, I think the first day I was there, um, Jenny came around and introduced herself. And normally, I don't know about you, but when I go to doctor's offices or go places to get treatment, you never see the boss or you never see the person who's really, you know, in charge. So the fact that she's very 
um, visible and um, very personable with the people who actually go there, it gives it a sense of more of a family type feeling rather than I'm going to an institution. Jenny, it has to make you feel very proud. I know it's there's just I should have gotten tissue before we got started in here. Uh, the um, what do you say? I mean, how what do you say? You've got to feel it's yes, you're making a difference. It's incredible. It's um, we all are recovering from something. All of us, every single one of us, we're all recovering from something. And so for me and my staff, when we come in every day, that's the attitude and the approach that we have. And we want to create a family. We want for people to, who come and see us to know that we love them and we care about them and their happiness and their health matter to us. And we're going to do whatever we can do to give them the tools that they need to have the best life possible. And it's okay to be vulnerable. Absolutely. I'm crying right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. It doesn't make you weak. Not at all. How do you communicate that message, ladies, to people who are like, I I got this. This, It'll be all right. I mean, think about how you used to be before Tanya said, girl, you need to go. And these people are going to help you. Well, I had to realize that, you know, it takes the most strength to, to, to show your weakness. Um, you know, everybody can want to be strong, but, you know, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. If I have to, you know, pretend to be somebody and put on a face and then when I go home, I'm somebody different, I'm not doing myself any good by, you know, trying to act strong when I know that, you know, I need help. And, you know, this situation and and, and and from having dealt with this, you know, all the way back from 2012, I see that it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. So knowing that now, never in life in any other situation will I decide to wait and suffer when I know that there's help to be had. So, you know, I would just hope that anybody out there, you know, who hears the sound of my voice knows that it is okay to need help. We all need help at some point in time. And when you get that help... You know, you can, you know, become happy again because we only have this one life to live. And if you want to waste it being unhappy, you know, then, of course, that's a choice. But when that's not a choice that you have to make, you know, I would definitely say don't make it. There is no point in wasting your life being unhappy. I think you just said something right there. Jenny, if people want to reach out and they want to get help, especially from the Fulton County Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities and the folks that and the, the, the organization that the county uses you guys for yes. to, to provide these services that have done. Look at this, these smiles and tears. <laughs> Everybody's so happy. How do they reach out to you? So a couple of different ways. Um, you can visit the website, which is www.fultoncountyga.gov, or you can call 404 404- Six six five eight six zero zero, and if I could just give a little bit more information about how the process works, please maybe do. For people yes. who might be concerned about what that looks like, yeah. Um, we have um, three different locations across Fulton County. You can get the information specifically from the website, where we offer walk-in services Monday through Friday from eight thirty a.m. to two thirty p.m. 
That means if you come that day, you will be seen by a master's level mental health clinician for an intake assessment, and you will see a nurse for a nursing assessment. You will be scheduled within five business days for a doctor's appointment, and we can assist individuals with obtaining their medications if they do not have insurance or income. So really, we're trying to, um, with, with the help of Fulton County, we are, we are eliminating the barriers for people to access services. I cannot add anything to that. Jackie, thank you so much for what you're doing. You're doing God's work. You took care of your friend. I I can, Tanya, you are just beaming. And Miss Jackie, thank you for sharing your story. You are most welcome. God bless you. Thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.